Hello, welcome everybody. Welcome to episode four of Blow the Trumpet and Sound the Alarm. And just a reminder, this is a call both to prayer and to action. So this is a prophetic and apostolic conversation with two dear brothers of mine. You've met Akta before, Akta Shah. And yeah. welcome again, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> and also, uh, this is our dear friend and brother, John, John McGinley. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you so much, John. It's great to be with you guys. Thanks so much, Sarah. <laughs> hey, thank you. We, and again, we were talking last time with Sarah Jane and uh, my dad, Pete Atkins, about how it's a joy also to work together in different overlapping kingdom circles, as we call them, yeah. and all in different teams for different purposes, but all um, loving each other and working for the king and his kingdom together. It's just a real, real joy and privilege. So, yeah. I just thought we'd start like that. Thank you so much. And we were asking Jesus, which is always the best thing to do, uh, what we should cover today, uh, specifically around the things that he's showing us, the trumpets and the alarms that he's asked us to sound in these pivotal and turbulent times. And we really, really feel, as, as we spoke earlier, uh, that actually it's a bit of a plenary session from the last three sessions that we've talked about. And it's amazing to have John with us in that because he carries all of what we've already been talking mm. about. Um, so just as a bit of a recap, um, we've been talking about the need to start really with repentance, to be right with God um, individually and as a church and as nation and nations. Um, we talked about preparing for war and not partnering with fear and there being a lot of hope because we do believe that God's going to move powerfully after some troublesome times. Um, but we do mean spiritually and more physically, there's more threat, we believe, coming. We talked about the darkest hour for Europe, but also some threat to, to our shores here on British Isles as well. I know some of our friends are watching in other countries. Um, and then last time we talked about church in a new era. And John, you carry all of this <laughs> and much more. <laughs> and we will um, record some more on some other things that God's been talking to us about. But I mean, where do we start with all that? You pick, John, you pick. <laughs> Well, I think you're right about the plenary bit of it, Sarah, because for me, it is, it, it's actually, the way we live our lives day by day is we have to hold all of that together. Yes. And it's not just this separate thing of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with this or deal with that. It's, it's, and for me, there is a coming together of all of what you've just summarized, uh, because this is what God does in these times in history. And yes. he's, he's done it so many times before is that he, he, works at times when the darkness begins to come uh, in a context in a nation and uh, there's there's real challenges in all that we've been looking at and then at the same time we realize that the church isn't prepared for this and isn't ready for this and yet he is using the darkness of the surroundings around uh, around us to say mm. to the church you're not ready for this yes and that brings us to that place of repentance causes us to come before him and suddenly we are in his hands and we're able to begin to respond and he can begin to revive us change us reform and renew us and we can then be the people that he uses to do something absolutely stunning again yes. in the nation in that context but the danger point is is that if you're just looking at the darkness of the of the mm -hmm. skies or you're looking at the weakness of the church you can be overwhelmed by hopelessness mm -hmm. you, you just can't see from where you are what actually god is going to do because he mm -hmm. in between those 
two moments is a massive work of revival and renewal that he has to take us through. I really believe that's the moment that we're in. Thank you, John. That's amazing. Again, just feel like we could finish there, really. But actor, I'm sure you've got some wisdom to add. Beautiful. Uh, I'm just feeling, uh, again, just stirred, John, listening to you about the passion of God's heart. Um, Just, again, growing up not as a Christian and then growing up really blessed for 20 odd years in the church and seeing people saved and things like that. But I think even in the last three years, just getting more and more of a taste of the passion of God's heart for people, Mm. for the affairs of mankind on the earth, for his church. Like he is not a God that is far off and remote. And so even some of the kind of, and I, you know, we, we don't want to over um, state things, but some of the cataclysmic stuff that's going on, on the earth it is like the stuff through covid on on multiple levels not even just around any kind of disease on multiple levels we had world defining Mm -hmm. things happening that have never happened at that scale before and then wars rumors of wars famines right now earthquakes pestilence disease volcanoes even like for so many uh, homelessness on the rise in the uk Mm. poverty every part of infrastructure is creaking at the seams and there's no man-made answer. And so whether you, you it's easy to, to be slightly cynical and say, well, it's not really cataclysmic. Well, it is for mm. most people in most places. And actually, we, we in the West have lived relatively comfortable lives, most of us. I've been a social worker and a pastor long enough to know that there's always, the, Jesus is right, funny enough, the poor will always be with you. But actually, most generations, most nations have lived under the shadow of sin and corruption and danger and darkness. And it's a fight for survival. And, and you see God's passion, don't you, in, in moments like this, that he was always at work. He's never been asleep. He cares deeply about his word, about his people and about the lost. And so you you, you start to have to wrestle with the sense that he's not, you know, we, we're, we're trained, I think, to be a reactive people and mm. to react as best we can to things. God is inherently active. He's always working, even to this very day. He's moving. He controls the times and the seasons. He changes times and seasons. He, he even, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about he's the one who creates the destroyer, it says in Isaiah 54. Yeah, and then in Habakkuk, he says, watch and be amazed. I'm about to do something incredible. And in the next verse, Habakkuk 1, this is, in the next verse, he says, I'm about to raise the Babylonians up and they're going to move in power against you and against like there is something that we have to understand that that what God cares about and who he cares about and who he goes to war for, like his his ways are not our ways. And we we want to, I'm even going to pray, Father, we want to play catch up in this generation, Lord God. Mm. You, you are loving and compassionate, slow to anger, swift to bless, but you are mighty and mighty to save. And you are the one who has said by your word that once more you will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens so that only that which cannot be shaken will remain. Lord, you're revealing an unshakable people, an unshakable um, ark for these days, a family that's unshakable, a kingdom that's unshakable. And, and the cornerstone, the centerpiece of it all is Jesus, the unshakable King of Kings. Mm. And I just felt all of that as you're speaking, the passion of God's heart to do what he will do to save the people that he's going to save and to real, reveal his son Jesus in these days. That's so good. And it, and it really connects with something that I, I felt the Lord give me for, for these times because it's, it's quite confusing and complex. Uh, we were talking before about if you're a church leader, what on earth do you do? You know, you, you've been given this entrustment of a people. 
in in an old wine skin and a form that actually isn't going to do the job in the long term and yet we have this entrustment as church leaders i've been one for for 27 years and uh and you're going lord how do i navigate these times and what you've just shared really connects with what i felt the lord give me in that we're to operate with with these two visions the first one is a massive vision of jesus of, of his yeah. heart that you were just sharing of just how glorious he is and just just capturing again who he is and how none of this is outside of his hands none of this is is a reaction for him he is at work he's reigning he's ruling and we really can come back into that place of really you know that revelation of who he is so a big vision and therefore a big vision of what he's going to do in our nation ultimately yeah. <laughs> uh, which is to revive his church and save this nation and, and the nations again and yet a really small vision of intimacy of just seeking him of obedience yeah. of being low and humble before him yeah just saying lord what do you have what are you wanting me to do what are you wanting to show me and these two hold together and normally been, the place we've normally been as church leaders is in the middle ground where I'm making my plans and I'm working all this out in my own strength and I've got a general picture of Jesus and I've got a general sense of what I'm meant to be doing and and that's the bit that won't work anymore yeah. um, but those two other pieces if we as church leaders can begin to call people to that big vision of Jesus and to prayer um, and to seeking him and then in that simple discipleship principle of lord what are you wanting me to do next yeah. uh, what are you showing me what yes. what's the, what's yeah. the thing you, you you're asking of me where can i begin to align with what you're saying to your church where where can i begin yeah. to step into these new ways of being church where can it doesn't mean that i've dropped everything doesn't mean i've changed everything overnight but i'm just i'm just letting go of that and i'm just putting myself before the lord and saying i'm in your hands lord and i'm just asking would you give me the next step and show mm -hmm. me what to do next and i think if we can if we can live in those two places which are both really in intimacy with the lord yeah. then he will begin to lead us step by step in in aligning with what he's doing of of shaping church of stepping into something new and trusting that somehow that all comes together in the big picture of what Amen. we can do. So Beautiful. good. I've just like, as you two have been speaking, I've gone to four different scriptures, had about five different things go through my head and now I'm just like, whoa, where do I start? <laughs> so good. The first thing I just feel to say is that I, I, I feel like some people are watching and um, that this sense of, this is the mother in me again, but this sense of what if the baby goes out with the bathwater? <laughs> mm and and actually so don't throw the baby out with bath water and obviously um we are, we are filming this at the end of 2023 really near christmas and uh, so we're thinking about baby jesus hmm. and genuinely so so what, what john is saying here absolutely when when we don't there are things there are i can see it in the spirit there are yucky things in bath water excuse the analogy mm. which do need to go down the yeah. plug hole, guys this goes back really to the good. repentance really this good. Goes back to the the stuff that we we soak in and is not good for us and it's then actually helping us be washed clean which is what jesus wants as a you know pure pure bride so jesus we we say now please show mm. us 
me included, everyone who's watching, if there's anything that does need to be flushed away as we start this new year, and if you're watching this in another year, it's totally fine. Every day we need to be doing this. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. Jesus, show us what is the yuck and the stuff that needs to just come off us and be washed or flushed away, Jesus. Go down that plug hole. And thank you that the things that you have birthed in us the new that you've birthed in us, the dreams that are of you, and ultimately actually you, who we remember being born at this time of year. Um, Jesus, we thank you so much that if our vision really is you and the things yeah. that you alone have birthed, not the man-made things and the things that we planned mm. on our own, that 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 won't be and that won't go away, Jesus, that that they are mm. precious to you too. So help us to discern, pray for a new level of discernment. Again, we pray spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding that you'd work in us even now as we speak mm. and that you show us what um what needs to go and what needs to stay Jesus. again to this new year but whenever we're watching this that we would know daily and that is part mm. of it isn't it john literally daily walking in that literally mm. daily going and that's that's the practical bit because this is you know we're all practical types as well it, it's actually as simple and as complicated as that. What, Jesus, are you saying to me today? Holy mm. Spirit, lead me. Which way should us? I, I think I said this in another episode, but which way should I drive? You know, where where do you want me mm. to, to walk? Who do you want me to talk to? Um, it, is there really an agenda for this meeting? Mm. I've, actually, I've actually actually done away with them. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but, you know, just we, we, we know sometimes we know what the purpose is and, and we're praying and, and prophesying and listening to Jesus as we go throughout meetings. And it's just, you're so much more productive. <laughs> so, mm. and, and the other thing that came to mind is something that God showed me, I think it was last Advent, actually. Um, and so I was thinking about Advent windows. And I was literally at a table with things all over, um, and with paper. And I saw, again, in spirit, the, the window open and, and the Holy Spirit just blow through, blow through and scoop up all the, the plans and everything. And um, this goes to your quote, actually, actor, which I think you've mentioned before. So do you mention it? But just this sense, again, of I feel like we can't even, there's, there's absolutely detail. We talk about like, that mm. a lot again, you know. The architecture of the kingdom. Exactly. Mm. And, the, and the, the ark and the temple and everything. Mm. But there, there are some areas that we just really have to just allow Holy Spirit to blow into and blow mm. away the things that are our plans. So, again, mm. as we go into a new year, as we go into a new season, then we just need to again say, okay, what is actually you? Holy Spirit, blow away anything that's not you. And mm. and that's hard, guys. And so uh, we, we all lead church as well, by the way. We, we, mm. you know, we're, not, we're not just saying this as people who maybe don't understand it. We all lead church and, and, and absolutely Jesus. we need to be saying um, it's your plans only. And I promise yeah. you, it's and I promise you that I'm not, I've really not learned it all yet either. But, and that we're all sort of making it up as we go along, if we're completely honest at the moment in this season. Um, but it's, it's the most exciting way, and it's not a way of striving. It's not a way of, um, I don't know, it's just very, very freeing to be able to mm. to, to um, it like that. <sighs> it's so important, Sarah, this. I really pray, Lord God, you help us with this mm. in this generation, because yeah. you mentioned, John, a general impression of Jesus. Like, we don't want to follow a general thought of jesus i can't remember the exact words but you use that word about general sense yeah. of him a general impression a general thought yeah. it's like the what would jesus do which again i'm not but but we're not meant to speculate no the, there are these verses as you're speaking sarah that they're almost like christmas presents but you unwrap them and there's nothing there 
or an advent calendar with no chocolates inside it um, and i'm trivializing it but where two or more of you gather in my name there i am yeah. and and then in hebrews fix your eyes on jesus i'm sure we've talked about that before fix your thoughts on jesus take every thought captive mm. to the obedience of christ his name is emmanuel never will i leave you never will i forsake mm. you my sheep know my voice i know them yeah. and they follow me keep in step with the spirit like these are inherently practical instructions all rooted in the fact that jesus is real john 7 16 verse 7 is real that he says to his disciples it's good it's better for you that i go and they, mm. all, they would all be like no it isn't <laughs> he yeah. said it is because i'm gonna go and speak to my father and he will release the holy spirit and so we really need this and i know we're all all of us part of communities that are trying to work this out corporately and individual individually we want to we want to learn to pray without ceasing to live in a growing awareness of mm. who he is where he is what he's saying and what he's doing but it really is everything you, you joked about we could stop the conversation <laughs> we could have done and we could stop it again as we say to people <laughs> please please seek him and without faith it's impossible to seek god for he is a rewarder of those that diligently diligently seek him and, and lord just help us help this generation help us to help each other to see you to behold your face so even an old testament seek my heart says if you seek his face your face yeah. oh lord i will seek to hear your voice and to leap into action when you speak, whatever you tell us to do. And, and as you say, John, the whole mosaic, the whole beautiful tapestry comes together. The walls are built. The city is constructed mm. if we just do our little part. Yeah, really. You're so good, actor. And again, what, what I was thinking of as, uh, as you were speaking was just, again, thinking of these pastors and church leaders and... And it's not that we just drop everything. We no. we turn up on a Sunday every week. You know, we we organise a service. We have a team meeting. But it's just what you're saying, Sarah. That it's just we're not just going to go round the cycle again, round the the hamster wheel, and just keep it going. We're actually going to stop and we're going to say, okay, what is your agenda for this meeting, Lord? What yeah. do you want to say on Sunday? What what is it? And the more and more that we're just asking that question of the Lord, mm. the more he will begin to show us uh, what he wants us to do. But yeah. what I've found recently as I've been working with a number of different church leaders is there, there are moments of choice in this for us. And at each point where the Lord gives us something that is just out of the supernatural realm and, in, and not consistent with what we would normally do, there is a moment of choice around obedience, around humility, around devotion, around dying to ourselves, about breaking something off ourselves. And if we'll just take that little gift and, and go with it, then he's then got us and he can continue to lead us. But the, the danger point I see is that, and sometimes it's just the enemy's strategy, is that we're so overwhelmed, we're so busy, we're mm -hmm. so caught up in the machinery of everything we've got to keep going that we end up saying i can't i can't do that and that isn't possible and so i have this thing with with church leaders i say well what what margin at the moment can you give the lord what what's the what's the space that he can come into i, I know you can't do it all but will you give him will you give him a bit of space to work in this area of the church or in in this way or to you've sensed him speak about this start something new a new form of church in this way or an evening where you'll gather to pray and seek the lord and listen to the spirit and whatever that might look like for you in your context 
And every time where one of these leaders just takes a little step. Yes. It, it, the Lord, I mean, this is the heart of the Lord you were talking about, actor. You know, his heart is so for people. Yes. He's just ready to step into that space. Yeah. It doesn't mean we've got to get it all sorted, but there is a choice. And it's a moment of of dying to self, of of dying to reputation, of not being in control, mm. not having it all sorted. But you're going to go with what the Lord gives you. And, uh, and every time you do that, you then step into more of what he's beginning to lead you into. Mm. So, yes, yeah, it's been so helpful. Just yeah. Guess yeah. This, this is the journey he's taking us all on. Mm. It really is. And, and actually, for some of us, that's, not, that's been not meeting every Sunday morning as well. Just wanted yeah. to, to, mm. to add that. Well, yeah. Sorry, that's really helpful. Just correct that. You don't have to turn up every Sunday if the Lord says don't yeah. turn up every Sunday. That's mm. one of those things. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were just using the example, but I just thought yeah. to say that, you know, because for some of us that aren't actually, because, yeah. and for some people, that's really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, but, but it is literally thinking outside the box but with him you know not just our, our ideas again yeah. mm. and I, I really want to say as well it's really um not and we're talking about church in the new area really now aren't we out of the different things mm. we've been talking about over the last three sessions but um it really isn't one size fits all and i think people really need to hear that it's so important so yeah what how us three worship and the communities that we're part of we have got very overlapping ones um but um it's very very different what we do mm. week to week in terms of um, being with um, our, our our church family and uh, or our, our movement or our network or our, you know mm. our uh, family family or you mm. know it's just, we, we we're all really different and and so and I think that's one of the things that that um, God is doing at the moment. So I just want you to hear that you know we are yeah. that's part of us following what He's saying. We're not. It, comparison is so dangerous as well yeah. mm-hmm. um, but we we going back to something else that was said about the Dunkirk boats going out because we are all about seeing those who don't yet know Jesus come to know mm-hmm. him and growing in discipleship and love of Jesus and disciples making disciples but actually all our boats look really quite different yeah and, and that's okay and it's actually a joy and it's actually you know going back to the rewilding conversation that we had John I know that you um you also know about that analogy, but it is this beautiful rewilded kingdom mess. And uh, <laughs> and, and we absolutely love this. Uh, does anything mm. else you want to say on that? No, I was just, just listening again. Um, I think we all are, we've, we've got different expressions and experiences right now on the screen, the three of us, but we would all share a, a practical ecclesiology yes. that mm. would embrace stadiums, cathedrals, and two mm. or three people meeting to pray yeah. in, a, yeah. in, a, in a coffee shop somewhere, like and everything in between. And just recognizing again that that's biblical. It, it's unbiblical for us to to have got to have reached a point in whatever you want to call it, charismatic evangelical Christian expressions where you could I could go to a city I've never been to and find all manner of architecture in places I've never seen. But I could go to a church like mine and find that it looks and sounds exactly the same. That's much less biblical then actually God devising all manner of ways to give glory to Jesus. And, mm. and so we, we would be experiencing different things. And, and I just feel it again that I almost feel like the, the, the crashing of opinions in these days about, yeah. is, it, is yeah. it DMM and disciple making movements or is God going to fill stadiums yeah. or is it high church or is it actually, no, we don't want any structure. We don't, all of that is the, is the, those opinions are the crashing of the waves and we're to swim under the surface with Jesus 
or to walk on the water with him. And I, even as I'm saying that, I feel like the two expressions, there's actual, there's actual meat, practical meat in both things, because to swim under the water is to keep your head down and to be an intimate relationship with him, mm -hmm. to pursue him with all your heart in the secret place. And then the walking on water actually is for some of us. And John, I know you'd be in this category. There's, there's more of a prominence around our calling mm -hmm. and you have to in the public sphere navigate those waves yes. and there's something of walking on them fix and how does how did peter stay up he fixed his eyes on jesus and followed the sound of his voice and so there's something there's something of that in all of this and 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 even as john is speaking again i'm just speaking to anyone out there who would not identify as a church leader the principle is exactly the same whether you are the leader of thousands yeah. or you're not leading anyone at all the, the simple thing of turning your eyes and ears to Jesus, recognizing that his name is Emmanuel because he really is with you. He responds to, to anybody when they call on his name and learning to live in his presence is the thing that will change the world and will, mm -hmm. and, and will bring you the John 10, 10 life. Like it really, it, the, the uh, you caught it just now again, but the response of God's heart when we seek him is astonishing it's like it's like investigating a little crack in a dam and having the whole thousands of tons of water you know of love pouring into your life and carrying you into places and into situations you'd never have dreamt of yeah yeah pick up on some of that as well in that i think that the, the one of the questions that helps us in this time is why we're called to different things in that the Lord will begin to just help us to understand, yeah, we're not all going to do it the same, but there's a real purpose in this. This isn't just, oh, trying to do something new for the end, for its own sake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the why is so important. Mm -hmm. it's, um, that's what comes from the big vision. Um, yeah. It's what comes from the heart of God for, for the lost, because we're just longing for lost people to know him yeah. and to glorify Jesus. But it's also in terms of um, what we've been showing more widely about just the challenge at the moment of the battle and the spiritual battle and the darkness mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and what we're facing in this time. And that's why it's so urgent and so important. And as we said, actor, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if we're officially a church leader or not. We're all, we're all being used by God to shape the church yeah. the future and, and to become yes. what we're called to be. And we all have a have a part to play in this. And if we if we don't understand the urgency of our time, then those questions and those choices of, of whether we do something or whether we step out in faith or whether we die to self and are willing to 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 follow the Lord, they they can feel almost like, well, it does it really matter? This these are times where there is a there is a, a fear of the Lord over this as well. Yes very true um, absolutely and, and and it really matters because the lord is looking for a people that are ready to be in his hands to do what he wants to do mm. and if we if we don't understand that our little choice tomorrow yes mm -hmm. um is part of that big picture of what he's going to form out of his beautiful bride in this nation yeah. we'll miss the fact that every single one of us is significant in this Yes. And, um, I was sharing before how um, I've been watching this program on war and the Second World War in uh, uh, <laughs> Netflix, and uh, there are other streaming platforms. Um, but uh, in terms of the, what this showed is it showed when Nazi Germany was attacking Stalingrad 
and this family are in their home and they hear the thunder of the guns as they shell their, their town and they think it's just the thunder and the rain. And that's because they don't realize what season they're in and they don't realize that they're, they're not in peace anymore, but war is at their door. And, and we have to, the reason why these calls are so important and these broadcasts are so important is because we are in this unique season and time. We are, we are. And if we don't wake up and understand yeah. that that is the reality, we won't realize that when the Lord begins to prompt us about this or, or we sense a call to this or we notice something new happening or we, we see a challenge in the church and we, we're, it's very easy to say it doesn't really matter. Friends, it really matters. There's a fear of the Lord on this, friends. And if each of us will, in humility, fear the Jesus. Lord, say, I will seek to be obedient to what you give me to do. I'll step out of my calling. I'll look to what, why I'm called to this and understand that this really matters. Then together, he'll weave this together. And, we'll, um, and that's what we're seeing, isn't it? We're seeing this network yeah. of amazing yeah. relationships. Yeah. People who are coming together going, this is what the Lord's doing. This is the time we're in. This is... And we'll all play our part in that, and he'll do that with us. He but, will. But we have to choose uh, to understand and to yeah, be those who understand the, the signs of our times. Mm. I've got Matthew 16 open. Well, I say open. It's actually, I'm, I've got a phone on my Bible. But um, you know, this is, this is Jesus. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. It was one of you as well. Well, I've got I've got it in Luke twelve where he actually says okay. hypocrites. I'll tell you, I'll say that after you go ahead, Sarah, because there's a there's something the Lord showed me while you were speaking, John. But okay. I've got Luke twelve open. Yeah. So this is important, guys. Um, he this is one of his rebukes, and yeah, we need to hear that that version as well. Um, mm. but he, we really, really, and we're not just saying this because we're wired this way. Um, but we really have to be awake and know the signs of the mm. times. Even since we did the last episode, an act of all uh, witness to this, there's been um, a new sense of urgency. Mm. I kid you not, half three this morning, I was messaging with um, an incredible prophet friend, I haven't got permission to say it was, so otherwise I would, but, but who was basically saying about need, the need for being strategic about the, the things that are coming that we are absolutely praying. We know that God will be merciful. We're believing there's some things he won't allow, but we are, and we had a chat about this earlier. We do believe there are some things coming that God will allow because like we see all the way through the Bible, like we've seen in more recent history, he does allow some things so that we can be on our knees before him. And we are believing that out of that, something amazing and a move of God will continue to happen mm. or, or, or mm. kick off in an even more amazing way. So that those are, the, those are the times that we're in. But we are, and again, last night my friend saying, and I've lost count of the conversations between us three and our friends and other, other people who are not or, or haven't been connected with us and now are, who are all saying the same thing, hearing the same thing um, across the world, which is that we all have to take our place. We have to be strategic mm -hmm. now, very practical and yeah. very strategic. We've heard so much of what God's saying for these times from amazing prophets, but we are, we are in a stage now where we have to get very, very practical individually, 
we've we've covered this already about how how we go about that some of it but you have to know individually what your calling is what your mandate is what your roles are as you know that we we all see in terms of thank you john for saying about that program as well but it's very very helpful actually and very biblical to look at it in terms of um and, and see it in joel and so many books of the bible but of of seeing it as a like a military strategy from from jesus mm. our commander and so it's really helping us at the moment to say, where are we? We've talked about air, land and sea. Where are we in terms of uh, in every single person? And hear this, because I know we've spoken to church leaders, but every I'm totally with you, John. Every single person yeah. needing to take their place at this time. It's very, very urgent. And that's why it's a trumpet and alarm. Mm. It's felt the urgency of saying that again. But it's, it all comes from understanding the signs of the times that we're in. We can't just bury our heads in the sand. I was seeing ostriches earlier. We can't mm. bury our heads in the sand. But neither do we need to be fearful when we do look up and go, oh, is that what's happening? Because mm. he's with us and he's going to do some extraordinary things in these times as well. Yeah. Maybe we'll have mm. some stories, John, and act in a bit. Sorry, act to carry mm. on. No, I've just, I've, I'll hold on to that thought and share it in a moment about the hypocrites. But as you're speaking, and, and just reflecting on the story you've just shared, John, I feel like I feel like there is a time when war is for the warriors. It's over there and the soldiers yeah, are out fighting the wars. But there's a time when war is at your door. Yeah. And this is a time when war is at the door. And actually, the Lord, again, is going to war for his people. And so there's a, cons a heavenly conscription. And, and again, we are not borrowing military terms or a military framework for effects or for that their revelation 12 is very clear there was a war in heaven a celestial war between beings far more powerful than us and satan and his angels were cast to the earth and the same war which is ultimately a war for truth and so god has given us truth in the form of jesus mm -hmm. that a war for truth is being waged and he's the ancient serpent who leads the whole world astray and the wickedness on earth that we see in every we were speaking about this earlier weren't we from the from the the horrific in terms of the the scale of human trafficking the high levels of corruption down to the mundane where our infrastructure is creaking around water yeah. supply and you know thames yeah. water where i live 14 billion pounds in debt there are irredeemable problems everywhere and yet our god is a redeemer and war yeah. has come to the church actually there is no time to say war is for the warriors it is it is a call to prayer and action and true prayer and this will lead me into the luke 12 thing true prayer is not an excuse not to act true prayer time in god's presence where you catch his heart and his passion and and actually something of the anguish of what he feels and the joy that was set before jesus that is set before us all of this stuff is ours in christ and and it's 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 tangible you can taste it you're meant to breathe it in and breathe it out you're meant to live off it as you live off air and as you live off blood and nourishment there is something of the life of christ that is so real and and we've exchanged it for a superficial very intellectual understanding of of words on a page and that's where i get to this luke 12 so as you're opening matthew 16 i was opening luke 12 and it's always shocked me i know i know jesus reserves harsh words for people and, and you've got to remember, he's not a hard taskmaster. He is loving in everything he does. When he is hard, it's because he's yanking a child out from the way of a train to save its life. So when he goes into the temple with his whip, it is, it's a judgment on that generation and that group of people to spare them a greater judgment to come. He wants mm -hmm. to judge them and shock them into a way of life that will spare yes. them a greater, maybe an eternal judgment. And so he says in verse 56 of Luke 12, you hypocrites. 
You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? And it's always troubled me a bit. What's the, where is the hypocrisy? Well, it's because you speak the words, but you don't do what the mm -hmm. words are telling you to do. You are yeah. living a lie because you have the appearance of godliness, but you deny its power, 2 Timothy mm. 3. And the result yeah. of that is people who are proud and boastful and disobedient and lovers of pleasure and lovers of money and lovers of self, not lovers of the good, having a form of godliness and denying its power. So all we're speaking about is this emptiness. When you get a kernel of religion, you get words and you get the name of Jesus, but without the belief and the trust that he's here, that he mm -hmm. is about the business of saving people. You, you ask, why are we doing these different things? It's 2 Samuel 14, 14, because the Lord is not satisfied when people die. It breaks his heart. And so he devises ways to bring the banished person back to him. Everything mm -hmm. he's doing right now. And there is violence even in his hands. There's fury in God's hands against Satan, against the principalities and powers. Mm -hmm. But it's for love and it is for rescue and it's for redemption. And we've got to catch his heart on this before we catch his mind so good so good thank you john is there anything else you want to add you want to tell well, us some stories of hope in the midst of all of this yeah well i i, I thought i might just um share share a story just to, that sort of lands all of that which is which is so important um and it focuses on something that god's called me to which is um, enabling the next generation to discover their assignment in the Lord yeah, and to really so be released. Yeah. Um, so here's here's a couple of shocking statistics, which is the stuff around the battle and the war that is yeah. at our door. So, yeah. um, 0.5% of um, students from the UK follow Jesus Christ. 0.5% 0 0 of students, 18 to 21 year olds, follow what? Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't realize Four, an estimated four to five percent of all students are involved in the pornographic OnlyFans industry to fund their university students. Jesus. That is what the enemy has done to this uh. generation. That is the war on our generation. But at the same time, there is an assignment for this generation uh, to know the Lord and to and to not. Um, be those people that that act I was talking about, which is just the church that has spoken the words but haven't lived it out. Yeah. They're looking for an authentic, lived out, active Christian faith. And when you present it to them, they step forward and go, "That's how I want to live my life." Yeah. So I was with a, with um, a, a team of people that are working on this and gathered just through a little invitation, five hundred young adults gathered. <laughs> Um, just off, off Oxford Street in the YMCA, they prayed, they worshipped, they interceded for the nation and believed for revival. And then around 200 of them went out onto Oxford Street um, to share Jesus. And uh, <laughs> loads of people got healed. Yay. Um, uh, people, lots of people came to faith. Uh, there was no training. It was just, we're going out and we're going to share Jesus with people. One guy, he's 21 years old, he had had a dream that he would preach in McDonald's. And <laughs> he, he goes into McDonald's, he goes, oh, this is one of these examples of you just do what the Lord shows you to do. Yes. So he preaches to the whole of McDonald's about Jesus and two people give their lives to Jesus in McDonald's. Hallelujah. <laughs> so 
So you can look at the war, and friends, there is a war that the enemy has brought to our doors, to our families, to, to this generation. We've seen it. We can look at the weakness of the church. We haven't lived that life that can heal the sick and preach and share the gospel confidently. And that's where repentance comes in. That's where <laughs> yeah. repentance comes in. But the Lord hasn't finished yet. And if no, you no. step into the things he's beginning to do, then things like that can happen last year. Yeah. Oh, so Jesus, good. Lord God. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, well, you pray, Alyssa. Do you want to say anything else? I'm just going to. No, ask. just that it's for all. Like, it, there, there is something mm -hmm. on this next generation that we're feeling absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think people of our age, Joshua generation, we, we are, we're, we're getting the privilege of living in a pivotal moment, but yeah. it's for others to run further than us and to do yeah. more than us. But however old you are, yeah, and however dry you feel, Jesus has promised that rivers of living water will pour from the heart of anyone who mm. believes. And there is something, there is such grace right now for any of us to start again today, literally mm. to ask him because he is overtaking our plans. He is moving to save and he will use any of us that are willing. So I just, yeah, that's, that's my prayer really that, that yeah. everyone will hear. Yeah. And, and there's respond. more of it to come. We're so Amen. sure. And I've been saying for years, as I said in another broadcast, um, I've been believing this since I've been tiny mm. and, and I really have never felt we're so close to seeing yeah. the revival and the reformation. No, you guys agree that we've seen. And so, and we have got more stories. We're running out of time. We've got more stories between us of it. We, we long for more. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I'm going to speak the same for everyone watching and us as well. For it has been written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and not entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those loving him. We have not yet seen even the beginnings of what he's going to do. And it might be out of tough times as well. <laughs> but honestly, they are the best times to be alive. John, Amen. thank you so much. Thank you, both of you. And John, will you pray us out however long you want? But if you could pray us out, that'd be amazing. Thanks so much. Jesus. Lord Jesus, we worship you, we praise you. Yeah. I pray for each of my brothers and sisters uh, who are watching this, that you would give them a fresh revelation of yourself. I pray, Lord, that you would you'd set us free from the, from the blindness that this world so often uh, puts upon us and the lies of the enemy, and we would see you in your mm. glory, and we would worship you. And in the truth of who we are, of who you are, we would be set free. I pray, Lord, for a grace for each person. I pray for a grace of repentance where there is just a need for us for a fresh humility and just brokenness before you, Lord, knowing that there's no condemnation and knowing that there is fresh grace for each of us, as Sarah has said. And I pray, Lord, for a gift of courage. Yes, gift, a gift, Lord, for each one to step forward in the thing you will give them as they ask you to, uh, that they might discover again that they are on the move with you, that they're part of what you're doing, that they're uh, sharing in this work of your kingdom coming in this world. But we thank you, Lord, that there is no need for us to despair and that in you uh, we always have hope and we praise you for the hope that you set before us. Yeah. And we pray that that would rise for us, particularly, Lord, as we as we wrestle with the stuff that we see around us. Mm. That, Lord, you would never allow us uh, to step back into hopelessness, but you would call us forward into the hope that we have in you Hallelujah. because of your victory, Jesus. So, Lord, let your blessing be upon each person, I pray. 
in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Just felt a nudge. Don't always say this, but if you are wanting to um, be in touch and share anything particular, then um, you can contact us through allthroughthishour.com. It's a website and there's a contact contact button on there. You press that and an email comes through to um, a team of us there as well who are all connected in together. Um, so, yeah, that's allthroughthishour.com. And, uh, yeah, God bless you. And thank you so, so much again, both of you, yeah. John and Acta. Bless you. Thank and, you, Sarah. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. So bless thank you, you everyone. God bless.